Welcome into episode number two of Around the Loop. We got Larry, Jack, and Lucas with us again. Um, been a few weeks. We said it was going to be a couple weeks. There's no, there's no time limit here, boys. There's no time limit here. You know, we're just kind of rolling with the flow. And uh, when we want to talk Chicago sports, we hop on the Zoom call and we talk Chicago sports. News happens and we respond. It's, it's just exactly the, the name of the game. Let's go with the flow. It's, I, it's I heard busy people week. were calling for a podcast these days oh so yeah we answered the call exactly ryan poles actually hit me up and he was like dude when are we gonna get a pod talking about all this news and i was like yeah he's been on my ass 4 30 a.m day one he's i was gonna us. say is that what he was doing at 4 30 a.m at alice hall he said bears fans let's get to work let me call will g right and the only reason <laughs> go ahead <laughs> Dude, I don't know anything about Ryan Poles, but I see I've seen pictures of him kissing a Super Bowl, and um he got out of his car and the door handles, you know, kind of expanded. They weren't, you know, they were like pressed inside. You know, he had to like he had the press door hit. Good start, great start. Right, Ryan's a fancy money. car. Checks that box. Yeah, it's Checks no Ferrari, but he's definitely a gritty guy. You know, offense former offensive lineman was Matt Ryan's offensive lineman college roommates. He's checking all the boxes so far. He's definitely well-respected. I said that's what I've definitely heard. Like, his own GM um, has said that about him. And another thing I like, uh, he served under three separate GMs. And honestly, for the most part, three successful GMs. So um, he switched ownership and seen different types of – or not ownership, but leadership. Uh, seen different types of leadership and, you know, been able to grow under more than just one guy. And so I think a lot of people are saying, you know, it's, you can't really – credit any of those front office guys from the Chiefs, even Nagy, because most of it's just Mahomes or most of it's just, you know, Andy Reid. But, you know, he's been – he's helped them succeed uh, in ways that, you know, at the end of last season we saw their offensive line was not able to win a Super Bowl. So he went out, completely fixed that as the um, – he was the director of um, personnel, I believe, or something similar. And um, – and, you know, I think, you know, that's something I give him credit for, too. But I'm really confident in you know, what I've heard from multiple sources around the league. And, yeah, just – and the moves that have already been coming in, I'm sure we'll talk about plenty. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of shocked. I mean, we're getting – like, we just got serious. You know, I was over here cracking jokes, and Lucas gets right into the details. I was like, oh, wow. Somebody's not here fucking around. Uh, yeah, pretty much Lucas kind of nailed it on the head. You got – he's coming from the Chiefs. And, you know, uh, kind of just – the mindset I've been going, you know, we can all sit here and break down, you know, position one by one, but really at the end of the day, when we go through these guys, results speak louder than anything. You know, we, we don't know truly how they're going to do. I mean, Matt Nagy won coach of the year in his first year and look how that played out. It's, it's all about the results. And obviously as bear fans, we're looking for long-term results, but my biggest thing is like, I've liked already how the bears have handled it. It doesn't seem like a classic bears situation, they did, you know, they brought in Bill Polian to, you know, help with the GM and head coaching search. They went with Ryan Polis, who I believe was, you know, at the top of many lists across the NFL. Now, I wouldn't say the top, but up there on the list of many teams in the NFL. Uh, he's now with Chicago. And from there on, you know, I feel like George has kind of let him do him. And at the end of the day, they have said that this was Polis' final decision and as to bring in Eberflus is how you say it. I've been calling him Eberflus, but it's Eberflus. Uh, I just like how the, the Bears have handled this. Bill Polian apparently got pissed off, left the building because they gave full control. That. 
gave full control to polls, but fuck, fucking, fucking right. I could give a fuck. Yeah. I mean, it's, he's gonna live or die with this situation. This isn't a, you know, a handcuff hire. That's my biggest thing about it. I, I can see that. Yeah, let him do his job. Playing out like between Bill Polian and George McCaskey. <laughs> After all I've done for you, leave, Bill. I don't yeah. know. But but the the names, like Lucas said, he's worked with Brett Veach in Kansas City, and uh, Chris Ballard was a part of that staff. They both had very, you know, high-class things to say about this guy. And he comes from a winning organization. You know, that's obviously the the biggest telltale. He's got a picture of himself kissing a Super Bowl trophy. And I'd love to see him doing that in navy and orange. Jack, Larry, thoughts, opinions? You know, I admittedly didn't know a whole lot about the guy. I saw – I woke up one morning and saw a picture of George McCaskey in a Bears jacket walking through O'Hare Airport with a, another face I didn't recognize. So I'm like, all right, what's going on here? And then all of a sudden I saw Vikings fans tweeting, oh, no, we wanted him. And I thought, okay, you know, maybe this, maybe this is okay. Maybe this is a good hire. And you do a little bit of digging, and I think it's the right move. You know, Lucas mentions the track record and about how people can tend to discount that type of stuff. Um, but obviously, coming from a, a winning organization, there's something to be said for that. Um, and obviously, front office is a lot different than, you know, guys coming from the play calling side of things. I know some people were skeptical, people who don't follow uh, the Bears or maybe the Chiefs super closely saying, oh, didn't the Bears learn their lesson hiring a, a guy from Kansas City last time? I, I don't think that there's no correlation there, uh, or at least I hope. Um, and I'm just really excited to have some fresh blood in there. Honestly, it's hard not to get excited uh, no matter who the Bears were going to hire. I mean, heck, right. I was getting excited. Uh, when I saw Jim Caldwell stuff going around here and his interview went really well, I'm thinking, okay, maybe this Jim Caldwell thing will work out. Uh, even though on paper that maybe that wouldn't have been a great hire. Uh, Eberflus, I'm not entirely sure about, honestly, I, I thought they were going to go with an offensive minded coach, uh, but they go defensive and I don't hate that. Um, at first I didn't love it. Now I've kind of come around on it. When you think of the track record of the bears, the last two offensive head coaches they've hired, Matt Nagy, Mark Tressman. <laughs> Not great. So Ooh. I'm fine with sticking with the defense for now. Awesome. Yeah. I, you know, I'm until given a reason not to, I'm confident in these new guys we've got. I'm definitely willing to give it a shot. I mean, as a fan, we got no choice. That's, <laughs> we have no say. But, I'm definitely excited for it. And I mean, with polls, that's exciting. I'd like him to help our offensive line protect Justin Fields. That'd be great. And with Iverflus, yeah, I was a little disappointed at first because um, I was, I want that offensive guru. But if we have a really good defense out of it and if we have an OC that can really run the offense, I almost like that better. Like, cause I feel like with laser and Nagy, like it was kind of like a power struggle and like couldn't really figure out who was running what. So if we've got like a defensive um, head coach and he can just totally hand over the reins to a good play caller, like I think that could work out pretty well. So I'm yeah. excited. 
Yeah, I want to touch up on two things. One, the fucking the picture of George McCaskey walking in the airport. First thing I did so was funny. look up that jacket. Look, look up that jacket. That jacket was badass. I wanted it. It was going for like five hundred dollars. Like I was Since like, when nah. do you say badass and George McCaskey in the same sentence? <laughs> oh yeah. You look down, All you the see time. the navy and or you see the navy and orange A6. It kind of kills the fit, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the fit died <laughs> two i loved how bears twitter just went into an absolute frenzy over the airport either everyone was like oh my god picking it up from air o'hare such a true chicagoan thing to do <laughs> walk into the terminal like that's just that chicago love and then other half of bears twitter saying cheap ass mccaskey couldn't have sent a limo in a private jet <laughs> to fucking pick up and i was just like oh my god <laughs> Act like you've been here before. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I, I liked it though. I, thought, I, liked I thought it, it was cool. I liked it that's, too. I it was kind of great. I knew like that was his guy. Like he wouldn't yeah, do that. 100%. Yeah, I'm sure all yeah. these other guys that have set it up and that was just something, you know. And someone, I forget who said it, of course, the Twitter reference, but like, someone was like, you know, you never see McCaskey out in public, like, um, flaunting the fact that he's you know part owner of the bears or anything like that i'm you know me and will run into him at the baseball game because we kind of hunted him down but um you know, it's, it's <laughs> Wait, weird what? to see him uh, okay in- i need to hear the backstory <laughs> on this yeah so we knew that he umpires like jv baseball games in genoa kingston he lives in genoa kingston like 20 minutes away from us and so he and so we knew he was going to be umpiring a game i don't know how we'll do it but we went to a baseball game in Genoa Kingston. It was Genoa Kingston versus Sycamore JV high school baseball. And it was actually my cousin's baseball game. I didn't even realize that my cousin was playing in the game until like <laughs> I got there. We went to see call balls and strikes. And so we just, I don't even like talking about it now. It's so dude. weird that we did it. <laughs> dude. Well, dude, this was after the 2018 season. So we were riding high on the 2019 right, yeah. Bears. We were loving George. We were loving every dude. We were sitting there 9 a.m. Saturday, rainy, like April game. George McCaskey's behind the plate calling a JV baseball game. Every strike he called. Great call, George. Great call. Like we were just, <laughs> it was awesome. And, like, and then, like, dude, halfway through the game, I just see my uncle. And I'm like, dude, what is my Uncle Dan? What is my Uncle Dan doing? There? He heard about George. <laughs> he must be here for George too. And then now he's like, yeah. No. Yeah, because coming to watch the umpire, that's a totally uh, normal thing. He's to like, do. Oh, Ian's number, whatever. And I'm like, oh shit, there's my cousin. So <laughs> that's, that's perfect because um George McCaskey has that look about him. He looks like somebody that our high school baseball coach would, would yell at, but also yeah. have a great rapport with. Hey, come on. Come on, George. Where's that strike? Oh, Mike. You're all over oh, the Mike. place today. Oh, dude. We've had, <laughs> me and Lucas have had a couple run-ins with George McCaskey. At the, when we went to the training camp in 2019, and that line was long. George was going through the line, shaking everyone's hand, and me and Lucas got a picture with him, and Lucas had his Khalil <laughs> fucking Mac. It was said Khalil fucking Mac on his shirt. And George was like, I won't be taking a picture with that, though. And Lucas had to put out his Khalil Mack jersey over it because George wouldn't take a picture with the Yeah, I got shirt. yelled at by the goddamn owner of the Bears for wearing a shirt my dad got me, like, outside of a Bears game. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. He scared me, though. He scared me right into Dude, that yeah. jersey. <laughs> Dude, you put that bitch arm, like, in a split second. All right, all right. Fucking five, oh, yes, George. Sir. Yes, 
sucker. <laughs> Fucking tears coming down your eyes. I'll, I'll show you at the season opener, sir. <laughs> just tears rolling down your eyes, George McCaskey, telling you That's to fucking not put curse words on the shirt <laughs> oh fuck oh that was that's, that's yeah, all class all class george mcclass a good man man he taught me a lesson that day grandson of george fucking hallis telling lucas to, a to <laughs> put a jersey on over his cleo fucking mag shirt oh i love it but yeah let's get back to it i'll give you guys my two cents on ebra one obviously i think all of us Bear fans were hoping offensive-minded head coach, but I mean, I think we've all kind of you know took a step back, looked at it bigger picture. Uh, we we hired Lovey Smith, in my opinion. I mean, we got a Tampa two four three guy, and Gatsy's going to be calling the offense. Like he's coming in here, he's got the no loafing system, which Lovey Smith had. Uh, three out of the last four seasons, Colts have been a top 10 defense. They've been top 10 in turnovers all four years, which Chicago has been craving, especially this last year when they were um, number two in turnovers. And your offense works better when you get the ball. I mean, Matt Nagy looked like a god because Chicago had, like, the most turnovers in, like, the last decade in 2018. So, I mean, if we can get something like that, it's only good for Justin Fields' progression automatically. Uh, I mean – the 49ers last four years have made Jimmy G look like Jesus Christ. So, I mean, that's a good start. Um, and then we kind of just look around the league. Justin Herbert, Brandon Staley, defensive-minded coach. Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, defensive-minded coach. John Harbaugh, Lamar Jackson. You know, obviously Harbaugh is a special teams guy, but he comes from a defensive background. Um, so I, I just kind of, you know, I took a step back, realized – it's not the end of the world. And then I read a Adam John's article the other day, and it was phenomenal. And it was like, you look back 10 years ago, George's first big decision as chairman of the board of Chicago Bears when he got promoted was firing Lovey Smith. One of his first big moves was firing Lovey Smith, and nothing has worked out since. Lovey Smith has by far been the best coach that we've had since then. Um, he's going back to that. He's going back to what worked, like a, a hard-nosed defensive guy. And if it pays off for Chicago, it pays off for Chicago. Looking back on it, it was probably one of the dumbest things he did. Firing him off a 10 and 6 season. Obviously, other things went into it. You know, that second half of that 2012 season, the Bears heavily declined after starting like 7 and 2. Hadn't been to the playoffs since 2010. Just couldn't get him back to the Super Bowl. It was only, you know, a matter of another one or two years if you kept Levy where it was probably, you know, out of the league for him or at least out of the Bears for him. But that's kind of been a move that's stuck with him because Trustman hasn't worked, Fox hasn't worked, and Nagy hasn't worked, and nothing's worked for him. So I feel like going back to what he knew best is probably the best route for him. And that's okay, too. Like, th there's nothing wrong with that. And like I said, I think the arrow's only pointing up here for Chicago. I mean, it can't get much worse than it's been. Uh, just reading – and. I'm, crazy thing about all these Matt Nagy reports that have came out over the last few weeks is you really see how dysfunctional it truly was. And it's only going to get worse. You know, years go on, we're going to get more and more reports about that, this team. Cause you know, maybe around the NFL, it wasn't like a talking high point, but I mean, 2019 was probably the most disappointing season in bears history up there. At least. I mean, we were talking super bowl, just kind of seeing the downfall from 2018 has like truly, you know, hurt as bear fans because the highs were so high. Um, so 
just having. I mean, those those reports start. almost turned me into a Mitch fan again. Uh, like bring bring I'm back our man. Press. I mean, come on now. Literally, yeah. Like we wrong. <laughs> I mean, leaving leaving him. Oh, dude, let, having a scheduled meeting where Mitch Trubisky has a full notepad of notes, just trying to get better and just no showing him and Mitch Trubisky saying this offense isn't working. We've got to change this. We've got to change this. We've got to change this. Trust the process, Mitch. It'll all work out. Oh my gosh. It's like Joel Embiid the last 10 years. <laughs> Fuck. It's awful. Like, oh, he no dude. shows a Rob too. I mean, I don't, we don't, we don't have game. to spend this episode bashing Maggie. He's not even a bear anymore. So thank God we don't have to keep talking about right. If it's exactly. gonna happen, but I mean, he no showed a Rob too. I mean, I guess that's another thing. I wonder if this new staff or if Poles has any plan for like trying to build a relationship back with Robinson. Because I mean, that's a guy. If you do manage to get him back on your team, you're immediately addressing the biggest need on your team. Maybe not the biggest. There's, I mean, there's obviously a few, but a huge, there's a few of them. A huge one that's definitely going to be addressed in the draft. You can, you can, you know cover your ass there in-house if you can manage to build a relationship back with A-Rob and, you know, get him back on the team. So I'm interested to see if that's something they even try and do. Yeah, I completely agree. And I said before we even hired a GM, I still think it's up in the air. Who knows what the GM's plan is going to be with him? You see Nagy get fired and all of a sudden he's tweeting about how he loves Chicago. Right. So, I mean, who knows? Like, Bear fans wrote him off as potential, you know, a future Bear. I, I, me, you know, I'm looking at it, you know, it's not, it's not over. I don't know. I mean, his end of the season was so weird because, you know, Fields, not even end of the season, kind of middle of the season it started. He became so uninvolved with the offense. And then near the end of the season, his effort was so bad. I mean, like you want to talk about a guy that just did not want to be there. And honestly, who could blame him now that we see the other side? And obviously we knew that Matt Nagy was not a good coach and, the way that the bears had treated him. Sure. I, you know, I, I get it to an extent, but now we'll see, okay. Was it Matt Nagy? Was it Ryan Pace or was it Chicago and his teammates? Mm-hmm. I don't think it was. I think he likes playing with Justin Fields, but I, I suppose we'll find out. Can't imagine you, you dislike it. <laughs> yeah. Which other quarterback play with? No offense. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's get into Getzy, uh, offensive coordinator hired yesterday by the Chicago Bears or made official today, but everyone kind of knew he was coming to Chicago yesterday. Uh, Packers passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach. I mean, you see who we got over there in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. If he can take anything away from Green Bay and bring it to Chicago, I feel like we can all kind of be happy with that. Uh, what's your guys' opinions on it? Yeah, well, first thing, um, I like is that he's actually a Mike McCarthy guy. So he's not a, a Matt LaFleur guy. He LaFleur came in, you know, addressed the staff that they had and decided to keep him on, on his own staff. Um, you know, I'm sure that has a great deal to do with Aaron Rodgers um, and, you know, keeping some consistency there, but he's been on some good teams. I'll tell you that. And what I'm assuming he, he plays a lot in the route running and like the drawing up the passing plays. Um which I'm not going to bitch at it all. I mean, their offense is obviously leaps and bounds above any Bears offense we've seen in the past. So I feel like any of that that we can get and write our name on, I'll, I'll be happy with. And um, something I hope to do is, like, get more running backs in the passing game too because I just feel like Montgomery, man, I mean, 
getting him the ball in any sort of space. Like that yeah. dude can just make guys miss. He can run straight through guys. I mean, he's, I still think he's so underrated. I know, I mean, us, us Bear fans will always say that, but I really would love to see him get more incorporated in the pass game because I'm sure it's got to help Fields. Um, maybe that's on Fields, but um, we got a new offensive coordinator. So maybe that's something that, you know, we work on. I'm just really excited to see, obviously, um, the growth that Fields has with him too. And hopefully it's like a, rela- a relationship that they can build. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm just excited. Like, I just want to see how the play calling goes. Like, I'm really interested to see how well we utilize our talent. Because, like, it seemed for the last couple of years, we've had some good pieces on offense. We, we struggle a lot, but we've definitely got – it's very hard to argue against saying we have talent, a decent amount of talent on our offense. But it just – it feel like it feels like it never really clicked. It feels like we didn't play to our strengths. So I really just like to see how we use our personnel. Like, mm-hmm. let's get our guys the ball and in a chance to succeed. Hundred percent. Yeah, you see guys like in the playoffs or on you know the late the late season games like racking up these target numbers. Like Jamar Chase getting these huge fifteen target games because they just realize. I mean, you got to get the ball to these guys who are consistently making plays. Like, I right. mean. Mooney, yeah, he got the ball out. You can tell Fields had a good connection with him last year, but Robinson needs to get the ball. You know, Montgomery needs the ball in his hands. So I absolutely right. agree with that. We you know had... what? It's it's so funny that all this is such a no-brainer, right? Right. <laughs> Throw the ball to your playmakers. Put the ball in playmakers' hands. Wait, isn't that what you're supposed to do? <laughs> Not if you ask the, the old and coaches. To be fair, easier said than done. You got to set it up. Like, because – think of it on the flip side like as a defensive uh coach like you know these guys are good so you're trying to make it so it's hard to do that but but yeah no I agree like it's it should be pretty common sense well now we got a defensive coach you can see that side of it too so I think it's you know there's a good dynamic having that for your quarterback too he knows how the defenses are going to want to play him so we're really exactly, talking ourselves exactly. into this, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're we really are. all in. Until we don't see him put up zero points in the first half, then it's hard not to. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> you know, oh, we're I just want to see some collaboration. This is a Kool-Aid podcast. This is a we Kool-Aid we just need podcast. To, we just need to know the whys, guys. <laughs> That's we as long say. as we know the whys. <laughs> oh, Hunter. Oh, this is a Kool-Aid podcast. Hide? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk ourselves into anything on this show. Seriously, I'm all right. I don't with know. That. I'm I'm speculative, uh, not of Luke Getzey, but just of everything. I don't know, based on how things have gone. Uh, Will you mentioned it? Nothing's gone right since McCaskey took over, and Lovey Smith by far has been the only good head coach that we've known since really we could remember starting to watch the Bears. Um, so that's kind of bad uh but i do think they're moving in the right direction here and i i like we were saying before we started recording i said it jokingly but there's some truth to every joke luke luke getsy is really the only uh hire that matter matters here right because justin fields is 100 the, the franchise player he's the quarterback of the future and the quarterback of right now that Everybody has been begging and longing for for years and years and years. Um, if Justin Fields flops, I think it's obviously a fault of a lot of people, but Luke Getze will be the first to blame. If Justin Fields turns out, then it's Luke Getze's 
you know, thing to claim. So I don't know. I obviously the proof is in the pudding with him working with Aaron Rodgers for so long, two very different quarterbacks. Uh, So that's one thing I'll be interested in seeing, but uh, having a guy that's going to come in and build something specific for Justin Fields, I think is really important. Yeah. Can we, can we act like we have faith in him? Like, even there's a chance he might not even be anything, but like, can we at least act like it? Cause I mean, with, mm-hmm. with Mitch, dude, like, it's like we had a leash on him. We didn't trust him. Mm-hmm. Matt, Matt's offense didn't work because he could, he didn't want to open up the playbook for Mitch. Well, why, why is he your guy? Like, <laughs> Oh yeah. I'd like I mean, I definitely, I definitely trust Justin Fields. I think yeah. he's the most talented quarterback that the bears have arguably ever had. Seriously. Maybe not argue. Put it. Put it on. I him. don't want. I, I don't want any Cutler slander in here. So just be careful with your words. Okay. No. I. am uh, a Jay Cutler guy too. Hey, I'll, take I'll take you. I'll take you. I'll take you. I'm screwed. joking. I'm Cutler joking. Cutler got screwed. Hey, hey, Jay, Jay Cutler, monster arm. Let's not forget that monster arm, dude. Those so deep balls. Hundred yards. Oh yeah, just like Josh Allen. All right. Here. Let, right. let, let me get. Like this, they're like the same thing. <laughs> Let me touch on some points that were made. Uh, Lucas, I love your point about Iberflus, you know, helping them out, like like what teams are going to prepare for Justin Fields. Tom Brady always gives most of the success to Bill Belichick and helping him with defenses and knowing, like, all that. So, like, I think that's another big thing. And Getsy, I read – I watched a um, – because Getsy, obviously, he's been working with Jordan Love the last two years. And somebody asked him in an interview about, like, what it what it's like working with young – quarterbacks and how getting their footwork right and he's like it's all about like he's like it's kind of like you know music and rhythm there's certain steps and rhythm that go into a route and that's where your of your first progression he's like there's a certain amount of steps and a certain amount of like beats he was like comparing it to where you are supposed to be looking at that guy if he's hit too many beats your feet should already be on the other move like reading your progressions and like just hearing something like that, that gives me already like, you know, a little bit more confidence in him being able to grow uh, Justin Fields. Is Getsy the guy? I don't know. But another thing that's been standing out to me, you know, just obviously being avid on Bears Twitter is, oh my gosh, who, if even if, why'd we hire a defensive coach? What if Getsy does turn out, man? And then and he does turn Justin Fields into a star. Oh my gosh, then he's going to be gone in three years and Justin Fields is going to have to learn a new whole new system. Who gives That's a, a fuck? stupid Justin, problem? It's about. Just, we have a Justin, Fields, Justin Fields is a superstar. Do you think yeah. any offensive coordinator that is going to be going into Buffalo this year is worried about what's going on? Oh right. my gosh, am I gonna? I'm gonna have to teach a new system to Josh Allen. He's gonna suck. What if, no, he, what if he turns out to be too good and we lose him? Oh, <laughs> oh no, he's too uh, good. It's gonna make Success? whoever comes What's into that? the job. It's gonna make whoever yeah, comes into that next yeah. job. Easier. Now that we won two Super Bowls, it's gonna be so hard to retain everybody. Just oh. yeah. <laughs> Like, what? Like, then, yeah, deal with that shit when we get there. Like, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, exactly. have a if that's our biggest problem. I feel pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. to mention the fact that then whoever comes into the job will probably either get an in-house hire who ha- has learned the offense, and you know they still have that faith in to continue the success of Justin Fields, or someone who is really well respected and is going. I mean, it'll be a favorable job. You know, what I mean, like it's gonna be. Uh, right we'll, offensive we'll get, coordinator's dream yeah yeah you think there'd be a good guy to step in 
Right. Yeah. Somebody's gonna want to. Yeah. Somebody's gonna want to work with a superstar. Quarterback. Yeah. That's a stupid point. That's a stupid point. Yeah. I'd... Very, very idiotic. Surface um, level, it did scare me though. Like I'm like, oh god, damn! I, I saw that. Like, yeah, that's a good point. But then I troops. just like thought about it for like five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, the, the, I even yeah, like I completely agree with you. At first, I was like, "Damn, what if he does turn out and then we lose him?" Like, oh, wait a minute, Justin Fields is a superstar. I'll be right. okay. <laughs> but so far, just from what I'm reading, all the other coaches that they've even like, you know, they're interviewing Pep Hamilton, who uh, has just like recently reported that he does want to be calling plays. But even if they can, you know, still somehow land him. Let's say he goes through the offensive coordinator interviews, doesn't get a job, and he still wants to come to Chicago. That'd be huge. That'd be great, I think, because I was really pulling for Pep Hamilton as offensive coordinator, and he was the one who was at Stanford for all those years, kind of built up Andrew Luck, and then he went to Indianapolis, followed Luck's footsteps, became their offensive coordinator. He was calling plays the year they had the most yards and most points in the league. So, like, and he's worked with Herbert. He's worked with Davis Mills. Davis Mills had a promising rookie year as a third-round quarterback this year. Uh And – Justin, he was a part of Justin Herbert's staff, his rookie of the year season. Uh, if they can bring someone like that in to Chicago as well to work with Justin Fields, I'll automatically just feel a thousand times even more, feel a thousand times better about the whole situation. And another name that's popping around is uh, recently, you know, the Raiders have moved on. They went with McDaniels, their interim head coach, Rich Basaccia. Uh, he took him to the playoffs as an interim head coach, special teams guy. Tabor is gone, thank God. Um, if they can bring in him your dream <laughs> as our special teams coach bears were listening to my thousand uh fire Tabor tweets after <laughs> you know four seasons of him being in Chicago that is probably look at Eberflus you know inexperienced as a head coach Ryan Poles inexperienced as a GM and Luke Getze inexperienced as a play caller that should be nerve-wracking a little bit just a little bit for bear fans promises there but we've got a lot of inexperience going on in Chicago right now. They bring in someone like Rich, Rich Bisaccia, who literally is just, you know, was the head coach, you know, very short term, but has been in a lot of systems in the NFL and has that lick of experience of head coaching. I think that's an amazing hire, especially at special teams. Yeah, and he's not the only one who's kind of in that boat, too. I mean, I've heard, I guess, maybe it's just been more the players calling for a guy like Rob Marinelli, another ex-head coach. Um, I think getting these guys with credibility not only speaks to, you know, Eberflus, but, you know, and his ability to have guys who want to work under him. Cause I'm sure, you know, a lot of these guys, once they're head coaches, it's not easy to work under a guy who's never done that and go back to a lesser role and, you know, kind of take orders from someone who hasn't been in the same position that, you know, you've just previously worked. So, I mean, credit to him for even getting the respect enough to have those conversations. And if those are hires, then, I mean, these are guys that potentially we could have seen the Bears looking to lead their entire team and be their head coach. So if we have them on the staff, you know, then, shit, I'll take whatever we can get. You know, that knowledge is in the building. And, you know, I definitely love a guy like that or any of these guys that, you know, the names that you mentioned, especially, you know, Pat and the guys that he's worked with. I mean, seriously, every single guy that, um, like, the rumors have kind of been about. And, unfortunately, it's all been rumors, and except for Getsy, They've all definitely excited me. 100 percent. I, I, I can't. I mean, I will say one thing about Getsy. I was actually pulling for who the Packers uh, uh, just promoted their offensive coordinator because I really thought Luke Getsy was going to be a lock. I thought he was going to move up to offensive coordinator in Green Bay. So I for sure thought 
um, Adam Stenovich would be on the Bears list for offensive coordinators. And that was like the one thing that stood out to me about him. He was the offensive line coach and the run game coordinator. And I was pulling for him heavy because we hired a defensive coach and he, if he can get the defense really going and our offensive coordinator can establish a run game and work with our offensive line while already having a GM established who a former offensive lineman helped rebuild Kansas city's offensive line in just one year. Uh, that's really going to be the like the biggest benefit beneficiaries for Justin Fields success a positive run game protection from the offensive line and a good defense it will not get e any easier for him so I was really pulling for Adam Stenovich because when you've seen LaFleur bring him in as well their run game has only gotten better you know Mike McCarthy was fired because he couldn't establish the run and it only hurt Aaron Rodgers since they've been able to establish the run with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon in Green Bay Rodgers has two MVPs in like three seasons. I mean, phenomenal football. So yeah, I mean, their offense is great. They always have an answer for everything. Ex exactly. So that just even pulling a mind from Green Bay, I'm excited. And I mean, at the end of the day, it, it can't hurt us pulling a mind from Green Bay. Exactly. I mean, how, how could that affect you? Like you, he knows what goes on in Green Bay's offense. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm sure Matt Lafleur is going to have different signals and stuff like that going into the game but he knows how their offense runs. I mean, that's, it's only a, it's only going to benefit us in the long run. Yeah. Something I always talk about with Rodgers too, is I just love how he like, he knows the game better than anyone else. I mean, the getting people, whether it's offsides or too many men, but he's so good at getting like something that I'm sure he's passed that knowledge and talks about that knowledge and talks about his thought process to so many of these things that just separate like a rookie guy from that veteran type guy. And I think Rogers is just like the ultimate veteran, the way that he manages the game and the things outside of, you know, obviously him being one of the most gifted passers in, you know, league history. But I think that part, you can't really teach the skills. You can't teach Justin right. Fields how to throw an Aaron Rodgers ball, but you can teach him the stuff, how to manage the game and how to like play the quarterback position that, you know, Rogers has always done. Right. I, I like Justin's arm too. So yeah, yeah 100%. Was, you know, if it's not if it's not Aaron's arm, it's all right. You can't live up to that, but yeah. fits close. <laughs> and There's a lot of good. Not comparing our quarterback to Aaron Rodgers, I'll just say that. Uh, yeah. I'll be the first one to say that. Fine with me. That might be better. Uh, one last name I want to talk about <laughs> is uh, Dan Borgonzi, uh, who is uh, our linebackers coach, I believe. Uh, could be defensive coordinator. There's still some, you know, things being worked out. We don't really. How about Lovey Smith for defensive coordinator? Okay, uh, I'll okay. just toss that out we're there. Getting, Never mind. Well, you just keep going. Uh, I mean, can we talk about? I mean, Roquan's gonna win. Like, or I mean, he's not gonna. He could win defensive player of the years, but he's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna make like three straight All Pro teams. Like, I'm gonna lock. Yeah. It can we get lock it in? First off, we gotta extend him. Should be five. Yeah, we, we've gotta extend him. I don't want him going anywhere else, but I think this only entices him more to sign an extension with Chicago. Uh, you've seen what they've done with Darius Leonard in Indianapolis. He was drafted in 2018, third round pick. Uh, Iberflus and Dan Borgonzi have turned him into a monster in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. And we have all talked about how Roquan Smith needs more recognition, more recognition, more recognition. And this is the way he's going to get it. I mean, if you just imagine Brian Urlacher all those years in that 3-4 or 4-3 Tampa 2, that's pretty much what Roquan Smith is going to be here in Chicago. And I just think that is 
that's super exciting for Bear fans because we all know what Brian Urlacher did for this team and, you know, the legacy left in Chicago. And we all talked about, you know, when Rokon was drafted, how he could become the next great Chicago linebacker, and he's right on track for that. Let me ask you something. Well, you know more about this than I would. So if we are a 4-3 now, does that mean that Khalil Mack and is it, do we have Robert Quinn for another year? Yep. So will Dale be the right end and left end? That'll, yep. that'll be their new positions. And so will that mean that they'll go out and coverage last and just be more traditional pass rushers? Uh, yeah, because the 4-3, that's what is like, you know, you got three middle four linebackers. Pretty, yeah, right. you got yeah. four guys on the line. So that's where we had Erlocker Briggs and then. Uh, Nick Roach, Hunter Hill, and right. Meyer, you know. Okay, just, love it. Yeah. Oh, I'm so, so sold right now. Yeah, oh, exactly. Nick Roach, let's go. Nick Roach, that's all I needed to hear. Uh, the the Bears are going to need another linebacker here in Chicago. That's for sure. Danny Tre- Danny Trevathan's only aging, and I yeah. don't even think he'll be a Bear this year. Along with uh, um, Alec Ogletree, who actually was solid this year for Chicago, but they're they're going to need another linebacker here in Chicago because Roquan is going to need some help. But yeah, so Cleo Mack will be in coverage a lot less. Luckily, he does have. Um, experience playing in a 4-3. He was, I think, in one or two seasons in at that time, Oakland. He he did he was defensive then before, you know, he he's a pass rusher at the end of the day. Well, you can slap what, outside line. I, yeah. That's what his thing was, right? He like the first guy was a defensive player of the year or, or first team all pro in two different positions that he oh, wanted. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he wanted as a right end and then when they switched he wanted again as a outside linebacker. That, that, that I did not know that. That's pretty badass, actually. Yeah. Shout out, Khalil. But, like, at the end of the day, these dudes are pass rushers. Quinn's been in both a 4-3 and a 3-4. He was in a 4-3 with Dallas when he had his breakout season. They know how to get to the quarterback. It don't matter really where you line them up. You know, they're technically, at the end of the day, still defensive and, and ru- edge rushers. You know, they're, they're not going to have any issue adjusting to this. And, if anything, it's only going to benefit them because they're going to be out in coverage less and going to get that, you know, quarterback more. Um. And, you know, Tampa 2 has been a very successful defense um, in the NFL. I think Eddie Jackson, you know, this is going to be a step up for Eddie Jackson. Uh, I think that, you know, could really benefit well from running with Tampa 2 a lot. Uh, and, I hope so. Yeah, I think we all I think A lot of people so. hope so. <laughs> yeah, so can you explain a little bit how, like, that changes his role? Well, it's more traditional two deep safeties. That's what it is, right? Yeah, two, exactly. Two deep safeties. So he'll be more. Exactly. He'll be less involved in the run and tackling more than yeah, right, exactly. right. <laughs> Anything so, physical. When it comes to like defensive schemes, I've never been the brightest on it. I've always like you know focused more on offensive guys because you know obviously I was like a standout quarterback in high school, so you know it just kind of comes to me naturally. Um, we need it. We so, need it. Keeper flus. In the in the pod, yeah, you're gonna say so, on the Belvedere box. I was gonna say, who's the <laughs> offensive coordinator on those teams? Will Chuck Tough, baby? Chuck yes, sir. <laughs> Give me Chuck Leonard for OC, man. Give me the steel plow. Uh, Give me a little hook and ladder on the Bears. I hope. I hope. I hope Chuck's fish. listening to this. I hope he is listening to this because when I saw him at Planet Fitness. He said that he hopes I take he'd hope he hopes I take Dan Bernstein's dumb dumb butt or he didn't swear because Chuck doesn't swear but he said I he hopes that I take Dan Bernstein's role on six seventy to score I said I don't think I'm gonna do all that even though Dan Bernstein is a dumbass 
Voilà. <laughs> but, uh, tag him in the pod. <laughs> you I'm tagging Bernstein. We're coming, at, we're coming after Chicago. <laughs> oh, shit. Sports media. <laughs> Let's but, see. yeah, so Eddie Jackson, there's going to be three linebackers, so they're going to be playing a lot more coverage there. So he's going to have help in the coverage range. You know, they can throw many different schemes at him. I don't know too much about it, but it's just traditional two high safeties. And uh, we just need we need that box back, though. We need a good true box safety back. I think we've yeah. all realized how much we've missed Adrian Amos after he left. And every, uh, every single day, especially it's a lot easier when he's wearing that green and gold up north. But uh, I think it's only going to benefit him. Uh, I don't know if he's going to you know be able to repeat his 2018 All-Pro season. But every single year, I've looked into the – safety stats of Iberflus's defense, they're all consistent. Each of them have, you know, three to four picks. So they're they're creating turnovers. You know, it's not going to be that six picks with three defensive touchdowns that we got from Eddie Jackson like we did in 2018 probably. But, you know, I, I expect him to get, you know, have more free range in the offense or in the defense. And I think that's only going to benefit him, uh, especially good. having three linebackers out in coverage. Uh, it's just a whole different scheme that we're going to be tossing at people. Personally, I'm more of a 3-4 guy. I think there's a lot more things that you can do out of a 3-4. But um, the 4-3 works just as good, in my opinion. You can really go at it both ways. It's so funny, though. Just we're so excited about any little thing that's just different. Like, we, I mean, we haven't – you know, we ran a 3-4 with Fangio, right, in 2018. Same defense we've been running, and we had such a great defense. And, you know, so we could have a, a guy come in who runs a 3-4 and – and we, you know, we wouldn't bitch that it's the same old, same old. But since it is different, we're just, like, so excited to be like, oh, it's definitely going to make our team better. And, like, I've just been so excited since I knew our team sucked, like, halfway through this year for every little change. And I'm just, like, say, been saying to you and to everyone I talked to the Bears, but I'm just, like, so excited for week one or, or for the draft or for our new GM or for our new head coach. Like, I don't even care about the team of the past. And it's, like, it's just so funny how excited we are for – all of the little new things. Everything you know, we they, did before, do the opposite. That's yeah. Please, <laughs> please. <laughs> they've got the, they've got, dude. They've got the Kool Aid power. You just pour a little bit of that in my water, and I'll be drinking. Um, That's all I do. Hugging. <laughs> all it takes is one little match to get that fire started for me, baby. You, you get me. <laughs> one. I, I will say there has been a knock on Eberflus. He's an acronyms guy. Mm, <laughs> I'm gonna get sick of that. <laughs> like hits H stands for this like <laughs> and that's why my dad was like I really hope that we hired Bashia to tell him hey that's not the move <laughs> that's, that's not the move but I have not heard he's shit. an acronym guy which are, I, uh, I, I can't see works. this going wrong because here's the thing you know Eberflus it's such an easy name to mispronounce so when anything goes wrong you're going to get callers into 670 the score going, oh, yeah, this Matt Tentel Floss guy, he's terrible. He needs to go Eberfloss. now. It's just an easy easy guy to make fun of. So, I don't, I don't know. I, I can, I can see it now. I don't know if I like that. He's got a gap in the tooth, though. I love That's it. Sorry. I love a gap in the tooth. He's, it's, that, that just, it's great. It's character. It's great. Right. It's great. This man was so focused on football, he never had time to fix it. Right. Michael Strahan. Much, Michael he's, not dressing, he's not dressing shit up. You know, he's got the money. He could have fixed it, but 
He knows it's what's exactly. inside. He's a football player. He's a gritty guy, baby. And if he wants to fucking have some acronyms, let him. I don't give a shit. If the, if the defense is working, baby, fucking write up them acronyms. Write up an yeah. acronym for a Super Bowl. because Was Nagy a big baby. acronym guy? No, nah, nah, he was a fucking right, stupid fluff word guy. All right, run it then. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Nagy and acronym, Everything's so opposite, go. baby. Everything's opposite. Does, Everything does Eberfluss have hair? <laughs> yes, he does. Yes. A good fluff. He's got a great fluff. Don't cut your hair. Matt, don't cut your hair. No, hey, can just like down the organization – no visors. No more <laughs> yeah. no. Polls, That's got to be a polls thing. Come in and just no more visors in house. Like it's like the Yankees, beard. right? No beards, yeah. no long hair, no visors. Right. <laughs> I will say, you you look up Eberflus, you go click on Google Images, all hats, all hats, Love no it. visors. Love, great start. <laughs> That's all George looked at. <laughs> yeah. How Google Chicago Images. Eyes, <laughs> How Chicago Bears of it is it though? Ryan and Matt. Here we are again. Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy to Ryan. Hey, you know what it costs to engrave things these days? (laughs) We need some personnel. We don't need to be spending money on stuff like that. I I respect it. Arlington's expensive. We need need that's that's where I Ted Phillips was in the room. I like he made, he made the final call. Yeah. <laughs> he said he matched them up. I said, That'll work. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> first, uh, first interview question How do you spell Ryan? <laughs> right. <laughs> What's your initials? You're hired. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, like Lucas was saying, dude, I'm just ready free agency draft like I, i'm already just fast forwarding past the super bowl really like i don't even give a fuck who wins at this point i'm just ready my man joe probably... shiesty yeah true i'm i want to see him win it listen yeah. uh, i'm definitely like the outcast here but like like it just irked me that the Bengals won I, it irked me it did it feels like it doesn't belong but i'm you know we'll look back and be like damn i can't believe they were in it i can't believe that that happened for me, I don't know. I, I think it's nice. I think it shakes it up. Yeah, very I true. like the parody. Um, I was pulling for the first half of the NFC Championship game. I was pulling for the Rams just because Stafford, you know, because yeah. you know, being in the NFC North, we saw how good he was, but never really had the supporting cast except you know Calvin Johnson, you know, the greatest receiver of all time, maybe. But um, <laughs> um. Outside of that, you know, obviously didn't have a supporting cast, but now it's good to see him have some success. But as soon as Jalen Ramsey got in our, our boys grill, Robbie Gold, I'm like, come on, 49ers. I need a game-winning kick from Robbie Gold again. And we didn't get it. Well, that was kind of disappointing. I don't know. I, I, like I said, I'm definitely probably the outcast with probably 99% of the country. But I just, it, or just because, you know, being a Bear fan, like – like, look at the Bengals, one of the most laughing stock franchises my entire life. Just going to a Super Bowl, second year with Joe Burrow. Like, like what? Like, I know. Are you I sure? Like I like it. I like it, but I'm just, it's just like envies me even more. You know, with the Chiefs, Are you sure you know, it's not your Josh it, Allen bias? Like, what do you mean by that? Like, you felt like, you oh, cross. like Josh Allen played a perfect game. So the only reason, like, 
Like, if it's not him, it's got to be the guy that beat him. Well, that's you know what I'm saying? Josh Allen, that's true. Right. I, I, have a, I have a boner for Josh Allen, dude. Like, I fucking love that man. Um, No, I don't think it has anything to do. I think it's just more of my, my the Bear fan in me being envious. And it just, like, that Bengals team kind of reminded me of, like, the 2018 Bears, you know, from worst to first, turning it around. You know, Cincinnati Electric football is back, and, like, they're going to the Super Bowl. The Bears got cut short of the double doink. Obviously, Joe B is a better quarterback than, you know, we've had in our entire franchise's life. But just, like, just how they turned it around so quick. Yeah, like, any quarterback we've ever had. Just, like, how they turned it around so quick. It's like, why? Like, why can't we have something like that in Chicago? Like, why? Like, it just irked me. Like, fuck. Like, man, they turned it around. Will's in his feels. Here we go. Maybe we're saying it around Turned it around in one year, and it's just you know they're they're going to the Super Bowl, and we got to give it time. You give the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl. It's just you know another day in the NFL. You know you're not fucking blowing <laughs> my mind, Danny. That's just, right. that's what it was. It was just like you know what, let it be another day in the NFL. Bengals go, and then you know I'm sitting here like, oh, why can't my Bears do something like this? You know, it's just hard. You well, can't watch. Well, let you me be the first to tell sports. you. It's okay, man. It's fine. It's fine. So I know. You can't watch other games as a Chicago fan. To enjoy, like, you won't enjoy them. <laughs> I've I've gotten used to it. I haven't watched a Bears Super Bowl since two thousand six, man. Unless the Packers are playing in it, I just pop it on. Just enjoy enjoy the Super Bowl. It's a lot of fun. Just try it sometime, will. <laughs> I do, I do, I do enjoy a good Super Bowl. You know, it comes around once a year. I enjoy a good Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> as much as the next guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, it's been fun. It's always fun talking to you motherfuckers. Little Chicago Bear newbie special. Yeah, press conference yeah. tomorrow at 11 a.m. You guys going to be watching? No. Yeah. I'm in class. Quick speed round, Bulls. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say Bulls losing oh, streak, yeah, but they're going back up. We're good. <laughs> I mean, um, Grayson Allen curse fully on. Oh fuck, fuck that guy, dude! Fuck Grayson Allen, dude! Wow, yeah. dude, fucking sickening. Fuck Grayson Allen. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck him. Uh, other than that, you know, um, <laughs> six to eight weeks for like everyone on our roster except for Levine and Rose. Six to eight weeks. It's like coronavirus. Six to eight weeks. Just going around. Dude, we're going to be a damn good team in six to eight weeks. If, <laughs> if our players ever play, we'll be a good team. Yeah. God, I'm getting flashbacks to the White Sox saying, oh, yeah, it's, you know, we're getting, we're getting <laughs> oh, players no. back oh, at the trade deadline. Hit my pot all over again. For. Seriously. Oh, and then we're going to not make a move because we think they're getting back. Lonzo yeah, we got guys. Whoever. We got guys. Yeah, no, we got guys coming back. We'll trade for Leary Garcia <laughs> of the NBA. Leary Garcia. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Oh, yeah. I mean, DeRozan's still playing out of his mind. Um, Levine all-star back. starter. Yeah, all-star starter. Yes, DeMar DeRozan. Worst free age or worst offseason move. Turned All Star starter. I mean, doesn't get much better than that, really. Um, I'm still I'm still very confident in the Bulls. The fact that they, you know, they've had a really rough stretch and are still second in the East. Uh, you know, it seems like we've got all of our healthy guys that can be healthy within the span of not six to eight weeks are healthy now. So, 
uh, if they can get some, you know, collaboration, I hate using that word as a Chicago <laughs> sports fan, but if they can get some collaboration uh, going for these next six to eight weeks, uh, go just a little bit of 500, stay at that, you know, you know, top, top three to four seeds of the East. And then we get Lonzo, Patrick Williams and Alex Caruso back. Fuck. I mean, that's a lethal three to add back. That's a great defensive three to add back. I mean, we were yeah. talking probably our three best defensive players to get back. I mean, we gave up 133 points for the Spurs on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck, that's tough. Yeah, but it's a game we should win. You shouldn't give up 133 points to the Spurs, especially when you put up 100 like 25. Like, yeah, yeah. But uh, arrows pointing up. Uh, once we get these guys back, uh, like, like I said, last shout year, out, shout out, I still seeing just still growing every day. Absolutely. Last year, the Bulls finished with 31 wins and had 41 losses. <laughs> we are 31 and 18 right now. Oh, Can we really the All Star break. So at the All Star break, and we have 31 wins. Like, can we be mad? Really? Not at all. Like, we can't. We can't bitch as Bull fans. Obviously, it sucks that, you know, our guys are hurt and we can't play fully healthy because who knows where we'd be at only like a game and a half back, but out of first place in the East. And we haven't had a healthy lineup in like five weeks. Like, who knows? Like, sky's the limit. What are the odds looking like right now for executive of the year and coach of the year? Arturis has got to be like minus two. Yeah. AK. Arturis is probably looking good. Yeah. yeah. I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be hard not to give it to probably Monty Williams if the Suns keep playing like they are. Right. Uh, I don't know. He's like the favorite. Him and Kerr are like the favorites. And then Billy Donovan's three. You know uh, what? Io worked his way up to like fifth now in rookie of the year. Uh, for, so. At least for the next couple of years, Nagy has spoiled. Um, any coach of the year? Yeah, it means feelings nice. for me, so I could give a shit. Man, we're That's we're funny. traumatized. We are. <laughs> it, 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 dude, it hurts. Dude, me and Lucas sat down in one day and said, "Wow, I can't believe we found our coach for the next decade at least." <laughs> <laughs> the next two two years. <laughs> yeah, the saddest two years of our life. Yeah, at least let's next season. Honest. Let's be honest. Year and a half. Like, yeah. Oh god. That's what's so funny about it is like when me and Lucas, like we, you know, we're at the apartment talking. Like, Lucas is usually the one, like, you know, talking me off the ledge. Like, he always is. And, like, I remember I was just talking about this with Jack earlier. The 2019 first play or first game of the year, Bears-Packers, Thursday night football, 100-year kickoff. Oh, my God, Bears are going to the Super Bowl. We're going to stomp the Packers first game of the season in front of the entire nation. We put up three points. Game's over. Lucas looks at me after one game, says, Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow, who you like in Chicago? (laughs) I was like, I looked at him and I'm like, dude, you're out of your mind. Mitch is fine. Relax. <laughs> it's one game, bro. Lucas he is a clairvoyant, like, man. Dude, I, it was Justin Herbert. I knew because I'd just seen he was like the top guy. And then he went back for another year and then didn't even get drafted. But that was, yeah, I was fucking. Hey, man. Yeah, was was like Joe Shiesty, was I mean, who knows where we're at? Seriously. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean. I was just talking about it, you know, explaining it to Aaron that, like, it's crazy how ba- a bad team can just get one good player. And then, you know, obviously the next year they had a somewhat high pick and got another guy who clicked, and their whole team is just – now they're in the Super Bowl. They're in the Joe, Super Bowl. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase with no O-line to the Super Bowl? Who'd have guessed? <laughs> I was so – I have to admit, I, like, the first time I saw that meme where it's like – Well, now pool sounds like a mistake. 
The yeah, line doesn't right. matter. Yeah. When I first saw that picture, where it's like Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and no offensive lineman, and Joe Burrow's like getting sacked, and there's no pass being completed. But if there is an offensive lineman, then you know the pass is being completed. And I'm like, yeah, like he won't be able to do anything if he's always getting sacked. And then like after the first Jamar Chase insane game, and I'm like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the first to admit that was me. I was pounding yeah. him. I said, if you don't take Penny Sewell. Exactly. You're you're literally stupid. I said you have your franchise quarterback and your franchise left tackle right there. I thought it was dumb. And then you know, but you know, Chicago did that. You know, Tevin Jenkins, Justin Fields, franchise quarterback, uh, franchise left tackle. Like, I love it. Smart. We're a smart franchise. We got Darnell Mooney. Give me Darnell Mooney all night. We're a smart franchise, so when you're really drinking the Kool Aid, I think it's time to stop this no. podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we edit edited that shit out. <laughs> Are we, it was like sarcastically, was sarcastically. Uh, What'd you put in the Kool Aid? <laughs> Sipping something else. Sunday, fun day. Oh, all right, boys. It was fun. All right, throw out your visors. <laughs> Throw them around the loop. <laughs> Catch you boys later. Thanks well, for yeah, I'll see you guys sometime around the loop. There we go. Is that is that a, is that how we're gonna close it? Yeah, I'll see you somewhere around the loop. You know, because like traffic's not always consistent. That's why like our schedule isn't consistent. We it sometimes it takes different amount of times to get around. See the loop. around the loop. Yeah. All right. Well, that's how we'll end it. My All name right. is Will. You've been joined with Lucas, Jack, and Larry, and I'll see you around the loop. All right. Have a good night, guys. Bye.